Welcome, everybody, to Binge Watching, uh, brought to you by Geek Network, uh, your mom's favorite podcast. I asked her, and, you know, she said it's true. So your mom's a classical lady, so I don't think she'd lie to me. Uh, thank you so much for joining us this week. We are going to get into everything that is brought up in our weekly watches here. But first, let's go ahead and start with our introductions. I, myself, am T-Dog. I'll be your host this week. And to my left, we have Keith. Hey, funny you should mention moms. My mom actually listened to We Have Issues for the first time. Oh, nice. And nice. Uh, she, uh, she said that we all three, me, Liz, and Josue, sound very professional, <laughs> like we should Good. be on the real radio. <laughs> and she didn't understand a word we were talking about because it was all about manga and comics. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice, awesome. And to my left, we have Josue. Did you ask my mom at my niece's birthday party that was this weekend? Because... I didn't go, and I'm really mm-hmm. sad. And I'm really jealous if you were there, because invi- I'm pretty sure nah. everybody was there. Pretty much, pretty much everybody was there but me, so yeah, everybody was there but me, and I was really sad about it. Man. It was Sonic I'm sad, too. You remember Sonic the Hedgehog, and God damn it, she's, she's Dude, just awesome. You mean the best birthday ever, and you weren't there for it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. <sighs> man, man, I feel you on that. That's uh, that's pretty rough. Yeah, it is. Just <sighs> okay, well, Oops. Hopefully, hopefully it gets better. You know, these, these are uh, these are uncertain times where uh, people miss Sonic theme birthdays. So, you know, it's part of the course for 2020. I'll make up for it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into news of the week. So I have a few bits here. I think Keith has a few bits and possibly Jose. So we're all going to, you know, touch bits here with uh, the news we have for the week. Uh, so the first thing I, I brought up. With we're going to touch one, bits. We're going to touch bits <laughs> and give you all the news. So, <laughs> first bit of news I wanted to talk about, it, it has been stated on the interwebs that Michael B. Jordan will be producing a Static Shock movie, which yes, I could not be more excited for. I used to love the cartoon, love the comic, and if Michael B. Jordan's connected, then I'm hoping he's in it somehow, but I think he uh, kind of aged out of the role of uh, you know the lead character there. What do yeah. you guys think about that? I don't think he'd play the lead, but the character yeah, yeah. Has, deserved, has deserved some love. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, totally. Uh, I'm excited for it. Um, I know we talked about it recently on um, We Have Issues that they're making a big push for um, for the those the, that comic world that Static Shock mm-hmm. came from. They're going right. to start re-releasing like the old issues and stuff. So, um, oh, yeah. so all those characters are going to make a comeback. So it's pretty well timed. So yeah, nice, nice. Okay. In other news, uh, we have a Dexter revival going on. Now, I was kind of worried about what they meant by revival. They didn't know if they meant like a reboot or whatever. So apparently this is going to be a 10-episode continuation after mm-hmm. the series finale. Mm-hmm. Uh, so take that what you will. I mean, I, I don't know if you guys were huge Dexter fans. I know I was up until about the second to last season. And then it just kind of fell out for me. But uh, what are you guys thinking about this? I lived with a girl who was obsessed with Dexter. Dexter. Mm-hmm. So we uh, watched it every week. And um, I, lo- I I watched it and I liked it, but I kept losing interest in it more and more because mm-hmm. all the hot girls kept dying. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Um, I drew the line when Deb died. Luckily, that was near the end of the series. Because <laughs> that was my girl. I loved her. She was just incredible. But mm-hmm. yeah, it is what it is, man. I mean, like... I think it was really good at the time, but I think if it came out now, it would not, it wouldn't like catch anyone's like attention. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just worried that it's been like a long time since the series has been gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So I don't know if there's a lot of people like, you know, pining for more Dexter. Like, I'm sure there are some, but I don't know if it's that many people. There weren't 10 more episodes of it, but hey. Like, From what I gather, it's more they want to give it a, a good ending. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Not a bad yeah. ending. Like ending part two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the ending was pretty trash, but I don't know. Ho- hopefully they do it some justice. Who, who knows? We'll see. Uh, next bit of news I want to talk about is something called the Science of Scare. Have you guys heard of this? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay, so that a UK-based company um, called Broadband Choices that did an experiment where they tried to scientifically come up with the 10 scariest horror movies for the Halloween season. Uh, what they did is they took a test group and hooked them up to heart monitors and then made them watch like 60 horror movies. And then whichever one got their heart rate up the most uh, was then dubbed the scariest uh, movie. So I have their top 10 list, and I'm going to run this by you guys and let me see what you think. Uh, number 10, The Visit by M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> okay. okay that's yeah. the grandparent one right yeah yeah, yeah. it's the one where they yeah <laughs> when so that was number 10 <laughs> this list is already suspect <laughs> <laughs> yeah so now kind of sus uh number nine the descent uh the one okay. about when they splunk into the cave which i thought okay that's a pretty scary movie i could see that yeah, being up there scary yeah yeah uh number eight the babadook dope and this so is the that's a good one so again for the scientifically most scary movies, basically the okay. based on this control group they had, uh, these are the movies that got their heart rate up the most. All right, all right, okay, okay, okay. So, okay. so Baba Duke was number eight. Uh, number seven was The Conjuring Part Two. <laughs> okay, hmm. Baba Duke should have been over that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number six was It Follows. Yes, mm-hmm. should be higher. I can see that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, number five, Paranormal Activity. Eh. It did spawn so, a wave of like horror, mm-hmm. so I can see it. Honestly, the director's cut fucked me up too. So it's yeah, just jump yeah. scares, man. Like pretty oh, totally. much, pretty well, much. The first one was maybe a that's what's bit. Sorry, what? Oh, maybe that's what accounting for the the heart rate possibly yeah. is the jump scares. Yeah, well, I'm gonna say like the first one was just more grounded and less of the jump scares, and just more like it just made it made you like, uh, lean in, and, and the jump scares would get you more. But that one was just like, like right. the lack of cameras. That's why I think that the first one definitely stands out. So it's not bad. Yeah, I still, yeah. still kind of would prefer some of the other ones over that one. But okay, true, mm-hmm. true. Uh, number four, Hereditary. Oh yes. So yeah, one of the greatest horror movies of all times. So I can see that one. Uh, number three, Conjuring Part One. Oh damn, both of them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that one definitely over number number two. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And then number two, Insidious. <laughs> That's the okay. Ethan Hawke one, right? Uh, no. no, Insidious is the the Patrick Wilson oh, one. Yeah, Patrick Wilson one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This, yeah, yeah the now, first yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then number one is Sinister, the Ethan Hawke movie. Yes, <laughs> I loved it. I saw the movie in theaters and loved it actually. Yeah, um, yeah. Fun story about that movie. Uh, it was my favorite horror movie for a long time. Mm-hmm. And by a long time, I mean the entire time I was watching it. But then the last five seconds of the movie ruined the whole movie for me. <laughs> to the point that I flipped my opinion. Because literally, if you don't remember, mm-hmm. it's all about this demon, right? And yeah. this demon is haunting them. And it convinces, in the end, kills uh, convinces one of the kids to kill her whole family. Yeah. So... Really cool, really dope. I'm like, this is cool. Mm-hmm. And then the very last camera shot is like the static shot 
and then all of a sudden the demon pops in from the side is like ooga booga booga and then the movie ends i was like that was the dumbest ending i've ever seen in my life <laughs> yeah. it just completely ruined the whole movie like oh god the trailer was better than the movie for that one oh, yeah. for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then what I, I don't get either is like who hasn't seen these movies so this would have had to been a group of people that had not seen any of these movies right in order yeah. for it to be so what's their know, interest in horror movies anyways you know what i mean exactly. like exactly yeah yeah so if you're a mom that doesn't watch horror movies, these are the movies you should watch before Halloween, according to science. <laughs> these are the perfect movies. The, 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 yeah. what, the top movies in the last 15 years. Yep, yep. And they also had, including that, you know, there was The Thing, Poltergeist, so a bunch of classics in there. Uh, and these were the ones that scared people the most. So, uh, God, knowing these movies, they probably showed them the remix out of those two. Oh, God, probably, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that's all I got. Uh, Keith, what about you, man? What do you got this week for news? A couple things. Uh, something I know you guys are going to talk about later, which is Lovecraft Country mm-hmm. ended its first Ooh. season. Um, big news. Uh, the season finale actually scored really good ratings, especially for awesome. HBO. Nice. Um, both Linear and Digital had 881 viewers turn into the live telecast. Wow. Oh, nice. And it saw Digitally, it saw a 90% increase from the season premiere. Oh damn! So that's wow. a great sign. So yeah, uh, they have, they haven't announced a season two, but the showrunners already like we already have plans for season two. So <laughs> I think they already know what they're going to awesome. do. So, awesome. so that's a good thing. <laughs> um, the next thing is I want to mention is do you remember the Old Guard that badass action movie on Netflix oh, with Charlie yes. Theron? Yeah, yeah. It, apparently, Netflix revealed it was the most popular title of the summer quarter and had 78 million views in the first four weeks. Oh, that's cool. Oh, damn. That's cool. That's good to yeah, get comic so. movies, too. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm very, very excited. Uh, they're talking about it. There's been, uh, and Greg Rucka, who's the showrunner, has already confirmed that there have been discussions of a sequel, but not a deal yet. Dope. So. Yep, and then that takes us on to something we found out today. Uh, we've discovered that the Fast and the Furious franchise is going to... We have Fast 9 coming out, and then mm-hmm. we're going to have Fast 10 and 11 as a two-part <laughs> finale. Fasten. Right. And that's going to be the uh, series finale, right? I mean, that's going to be no more Dom after 11. Well, I mean, I'll it. never say never, you know, but yeah, it's supposed to be. <laughs> he did <laughs> so. say for the final movie's... Like for the final core movies, yeah, we all know they love spinoff movies, and we have we already have one very popular one that's mm-hmm. not that good, <laughs> and it's very good. You're wrong. <laughs> it's no Tokyo Drift. We can all agree. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> right, it's no garbage. It's Tokyo Drift. You're right. I guess I shouldn't <laughs> complain. Um, yeah, but yeah. They said the final core movies, but I guess they had to bring back Justin Linda save the finale. Mm-hmm. Before they just <laughs> dr- drove into space and just kept <laughs> drifting into the ether, into the void. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, nice. so we have those nice. to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, we also got confirmation of a guilty pleasure of mine. We have officially have word that we are getting a Legally Blonde 3. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I feel like there already was In May one. 2022. <laughs> <laughs> I could have sworn there was one, too. I had no idea. They only had two. <laughs> so that's cool i mean i know a lot of people love that movie so yeah it does um we also got word that the batman movie is going to continue filming into 2021 which if you know anything about how movies are made it normally doesn't take this long to film movies (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
They've been filming for a while, and it's October, so it's at least three more months. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, most he, movies take about right. two months to film. <laughs> right, yeah. like, they got too meta, and like they're they're like out riddled them into the movie, and they don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I know they had to take the time off for COVID, but still, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like, yeah, and it's they're also a year like they've been filming now almost. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. It, it's not necessarily a good or a bad sign necessarily, yeah. but but it doesn't make me feel comfortable with the movie mm-hmm. with it taking that long. At least they're taking the time to get it right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, but we'll see. We'll see what what happens. So, and then another big one that I thought was really cool. I know we are all at least in some degree Power Rangers fans. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we have gotten word that. Um, they're actually Hasbro is developing a new feature film reboot for Power Rangers, Woo. Hmm. which I actually liked the last one. It wasn't that bad, um, to be honest. Yeah, people were haters, but what, I wish they would go back to that personally. But whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, that not only are we getting an upcoming movie reboot, but they're going to have a tie-in television adaptation. Yes. To create mm. a story universe between the two. Yes. Okay. And. Jonathan Entwistle is going to be directing the movie, and if you don't know who that is, he's the one that created End of the Fucking World, and I'm not okay with this. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be super yeah. exciting. I'm super excited for this project. Like going back Me to too. like the last nice. a- attempt. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. I would have taken one more sequel instead of just like kind of running with the whole franchise, just to see how mm-hmm. it played out with Tommy. But yeah, as far as me, like, my only hate on the on that movie is like they spent the whole movie trying to get the power, and then at the end when they do, they never wore the helmets, so at least like the visors, and that's like kind of the whole point. Anyway, yeah. this mm-hmm. is really fucking exciting. Like based on like the comics with like Shattered Grid, it really opened up all the po- all possibilities of all of like the lines. So them already kind of talking about doing different things and different medias to kind of maybe all bring it all together. Oh shit, this mm-hmm. is gonna be so fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. So, um, and if, once again, we have issues. We're going to talk about it uh, later this week. But um, they're they're relaunching Power Rangers comics, new comics. Oh yeah, I know they just started the the line that's been going. They just started the main thing, but they're doing now uh, new lines. So I think they're kind of making a push for the whole franchise. It's kind of cool. um, Other than that, uh, I have some November releases for Amazon Prime, um, including we're getting 28 Days Later back on Prime, which I'm very fucking (laughs) excited about because I love that. Right on Halloween. Thanks, Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting Boys in the Hood. Oh, dope. Okay. uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. uh, Dead Poet Society. Mm -hmm. Um, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Uh, Legally Blonde 2, ironically enough. <laughs> uh, Me, Myself, and Irene, which is an underrated comedy, by the way. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. So great. yeah. yeah. Uh, Platoon, we're getting Ronin. We're getting Thank You for Smoking, which is uh, one of my favorite comedies of all time. Mine too. Mm-hmm. Actually. I don't think there's very there's very few movies that influenced me as a person as much as Thank You for Smoking. Oh, actually. dude, same, right? It's just so fucking <laughs> like, good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're getting all three Expendables movies. Okay. Uh, we're getting the Iron Lady. We're getting the taking taking of Pelham one two three. We're mm-hmm. getting Twilight. <laughs> we're getting Underworld one two and three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then 
later, a week into November, this is the big ones. On November 8th, we're getting Communities Seasons 1 through 6. Oh, cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that would and then, almost everywhere now? Yeah. And then on the 14th, we're getting Scrubs Seasons 1 through 9. Oh, nice. So, nice. Yeah. Okay. So respectable yeah that's pretty cool yeah it's pretty good it's pretty good month so i wanted to make sure i brought those up because especially those two sitcoms and then a couple of those movies like i'm like cool i can watch 20 days later again which again i absolutely love so um also is like that I told you, I, season oh, six is that the one that was on yahoo no five was the yahoo one no six was, was the six. Re- okay was it six was it six four, okay four was when he was gone and he came back for five and then got canceled and six was the last one on yahoo Okay. Yahoo was the last season? I thought there was yeah. one after Yahoo. Mm-mm. No, no Yahoo was, I think, it was the last I season. I thought there yeah. was Hulu Because it literally season. stops at oh, 16 minutes in a movie. Or without the movie. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, that would be the one on Yahoo then. Which actually was very good. I really liked it. I liked season. it, yeah. I it thought there was a lot of good episodes on there. I finally got around to it. Frankie finishing it. And yeah, Frankie was fantastic. She was a great addition to the group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like at the, just uh, not to get on a tangent, but just the episode where they found out they gave they gave a diploma to a dog. <laughs> <laughs> there's the moment. There's the moment where they're in the office and Frankie's like, "Did we give a diploma to a dog?" <laughs> and the dean makes this face like, mm, and then Austin <laughs> Free starts crying. <laughs> like, that's like one of my favorite moments in the entire series. It's just uh, so funny to me. Dude, the it's fucking like, dean mm, is so of. perfect, man. Yeah, you and the show is so so uh, right on, man. <laughs> and then uh, another thing, uh, we've been getting a lot of big, uh, like plans and reboots for uh, beloved fantasy stuff from the '80s, and mm-hmm. we can add to that that we're getting a Willow sequel series on Disney Plus. Yep. Oh, now, have they announced if it's going to be the same actor playing Willow, or, or Rick Davis is going to be playing Willow? <laughs> ah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> So I need yeah. life. And then, and then uh, the um, it's going to be directed by John Chu, who did Crazy Rich Asians and GI Joe Retaliation. Mm. Okay. So um, I'm excited. I Willow was my shit. Like, oh yeah. Whereas a lot of people really loved Labyrinth, and a lot of people loved, you know, Never Ending Story, and all those. Willow was the one for me. Mm. Like the oh, only yeah. one I liked more was Princess Bride. So. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But Willow's great. I love it. Think, it. It's got one of my favorite lines in 80s movie history, which is at the very beginning when the the village elders, like, I can't remember the exact line he used first, but he basically is like, this bird will lead you where you need to go, and the bird flies the wrong way, and they all just kind of sit there for a moment. And he goes, <laughs> forget the bird. Follow the river. <laughs> like, I love that line so much. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I'm excited like, for that. Yeah. It was one of my favorites growing up as a kid, uh, to the point where I still give Val, Mc- Val Kimmer a pass because he was Mad Mardigan. <laughs> yeah, right. He was so good in that. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, I'm just excited to see where they go with that because it was a fun world too, you know. And it's it, oh yeah, it was that part of that era, that crazy '80s fantasy era, which was so much fun. So, um, the other thing is I want to mention is. Um, the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit trilogies are finally coming to 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray on December 1st. Oh, damn. They're being remastered by Peter Jackson himself. What the fuck? Okay. And and if you buy it from uh, Walmart or Amazon, it's only $89.99. Now, that sounds like a lot of money, but these things usually run like $150, $200. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty dope. Um, I really want it. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
We we have a mission to watch all the extended versions, and we got halfway through two towers when people just got too busy and stuff. So <laughs> uh, well, that's also like, that's a whole to... day right there. You know, what I'm saying that's 24 hours of viewing. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, we were going to do it uh, like one one each weekend, but then it was like, mm. oh, I got you know class, or it's like, eh, whatever. Right. So, um, oh yeah. So Star Trek Discovery season three launched. And it's pretty great. Um, it's uh, more focused on the actual characters and less focused on the legacy characters from the other series. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. And then the last thing I want to mention is one of the traditions we have every holiday is the Charlie Brown holiday specials. You know, the Great Pumpkin and uh-huh. then the Christmas special, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this year, they're not going to be on TV. Lame. Because... Fuck you. Apple TV got exclusive rights to it. Oh, no shit. <laughs> Apple TV. <laughs> the one thing I'm not going to get. So, yeah. Guess I don't get to watch that. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's everything I got. I know it's quite a bit, but uh, there's a lot happening this week. So <laughs> Yeah, definitely, definitely. What about you, Osoy? Did you have anything else you want to add, man? Oh, it was definitely the Power Rangers thing. I'm so fucking excited for that. Answer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah. All right. Well then, let's jump into what we watched this week, gentlemen. Which one of you fine young men would like to go ahead and start us off? I'll start us off. Go um, I watched last week tonight. Let's just go ahead and do that. <laughs> uh, so it was about the World Health Organization. It was very mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Um, very much painted another way where we are failing as a country and mm-hmm. need to step up. Um. It's very good, uh, and the and now this was great. There's like there's a saying in politics was pretty funny. Oh god! Um, but but the main story, the one we we're all here for. I'm gonna let Josue mm-hmm. tell the story. Oh god, me okay. Well, just like I called it last week, it actually happened. Mm-hmm. Only we got treated to it so much better than I ever thought we were gonna get treated for it. <laughs> he himself actually got to leave the white void and got to go to Danbury. Where is it? Who gives a fuck? Yeah. And actually in his own, it was so funny, like a little makeshift hazmat <laughs> suit, <laughs> got to yeah. visit the fucking place, the, the, the shit station, and gave this really beautiful speech on just, it was just like a little hopeful on just how, on how we can just all separate our our personal shit aside and just come together as, as <laughs> one. He did it so much better. Go watch the episode. It was amazing. He actually went and saw his sign, Get Him Build, to John Oliver's sewage plant mm. company. It was awesome. <laughs> the highlight uh, for with me was the fact that he kept taking shots at Danbury. Oh, totally. He did not He said, congratulations, Danbury. You didn't Danbury this one up. <laughs> and he rode with it for like two more shots with it. <laughs> And he said he was wearing the hazmat suit, not just because of the pandemic, but because he was, you know, in Denver. (laughs) (laughs) And and then uh, the other best part was the fact that it's saying the John Oliver Memorial sewage plant which memorial <laughs> right. means they're dead yeah <laughs> like yeah excellent excellent uh, it was so good so i even like the part where they were showing like the other city councilmen like debating on whether or not they're going to do it <laughs> oh my god and one guy's yeah. like i'm uncomfortable with the fact that he threatened children <laughs> i was like oh shit that's right <laughs> all these bullshit excuses but it's like this is like the best thing i have in your town uh, like, in a long fucking time <laughs> guys you know this. oh yeah yeah, and 100%. the fact that dude set up bleachers for people to go watch it, 
Oh my god. <laughs> like I actually want to make that trip whenever mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, it's not far from from Massachusetts, and I've been planning a Boston trip, so maybe maybe oh, that's great. For me. <laughs> so yeah. I just want a stoic picture of you sitting on the bleachers, just like looking off in the distance as they nice. process sewage. Man, yeah. we'll put it on the website. It'll be nice. You know, a lot of people yeah. are going to be taking shits on the bench, taking selfies to just as poor <laughs> God Oliver, and I hope they don't ruin it. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Uh, so I watched that. Um, watched some sports. Um, rest in peace, Crozen. <laughs> no, I need to. Oh, you oh whatever. Also? You lost one game? Aw. She's a fucking <laughs> nears, dude. I talked so much shit that week. <laughs> and it was, it, it was literally the same score as Crozen. So I literally feel Crozen's pain, if not more so, because it was our first loss to the Buccaneers. Like, oh, my God. But it's anyway, Tom Brady. I felt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, I do feel bad for Crozen too. <laughs> so, for those who don't know, uh, Crozen's a Cowboys fan, and mm-hmm. they got embarrassed. Not only did they get embarrassed, oh. but it was the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> and it was Zico Elliott has five fumbles in five games. Um, it was just ugly. Uh, what was it? Um, the Cardinals quarterback had nine completed passes in the game. Mm. Nine. And they still beat them by double digits. They, yeah. they were in the 30-point range. <laughs> like, like, that's how bad this game was. Like, it was brutal, dude. So, yeah. Um, that sucked. Uh, Chargers had a bye week, so whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that was fine. <laughs> uh, so, watch that. Um, let's see here. Okay, so I want to talk about Hellstrom. Oh, fuck yeah. Did, did anyone nice, else watch nice. it yet? I haven't yet, um, but I, it's on my watch list because that shit sounds awesome. I did. Oh, you did? Yes. Awesome. So, so let's talk about it. First of all, before we get into it, I'm going to go ahead and point out what's uh, what it's dealing with. The critics gave it a 39%, but the audience gave it 90%. That sounds about right. So, <laughs> so that tells you a lot. Yeah, I highly recommend this show if you're into Supernatural or Lucifer or something like that. But I think it's got a little bit more weight to it than those. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, oh, for sure. One thing I absolutely love, Josue, you can comment on this as well. I love that it's about the siblings. Mm-hmm. And she is just as much a main character as Damon. Oh, for sure. I um, do like that's like, yeah, it's going to be playing both, both sides of uh, part of the family. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's just called Hellstrom, you know, because mm-hmm. it's really about both of them. And honestly, I kind of like Anna more, to be honest. Oh, like, I really like her a lot. So. Um, but yeah, all the supporting characters are great. Caretaker and like, it's just, it's just very good. I really enjoy it. And it's, it's just a really cool, uh, well, T-Dog, cause you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Um, it, it's, there's a very much a exorcism theme to the first episode. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying very carefully not to spoil anything for you. Oh man, just the way I'm still going to watch it. The well, the first I, I I want you to enjoy it fully. So, mm-hmm. yeah. um, the first exorcism scene when he goes to to cleanse a little boy mm-hmm. is uh, is excellent. <laughs> Josue, would you agree? Oh yeah, totally. I I liked it. 
um, and it introduces some cool characters. Uh, we know from the Comic Con panel because we watched it that mm-hmm. the mom, uh, the actress who plays the mom, it, it's even better than I thought it would be. <laughs> like she's absolutely incredible. Her voice is insane. Like oh, it's so good. Yeah, and yeah, and her last name is Marvel this- as well. Yeah, That's exactly. Right. <laughs> And so it's, it's going to be just an awesome arc. I'm very excited. I didn't finish the season, but I did mm-hmm. start it. Uh, as I said, I've been moving. So um, it's not something I could sit down and watch. I did watch one episode while moving, and I ended up just sitting there and not packing anything and watching it. And I'm like, okay, this isn't going to work out. So I had to turn <laughs> it off and save it for another time. So, But yeah, highly, highly recommend for anybody to watch. It's very, very good. So... Um, I also watched um, some Sopranos. Liz is watching the Sopranos for the first time. Uh, so oh, I was nice. watching for the first season with her. And I forgot how long ago that show was made. I was still in high school when it was made. And mm-hmm. I realized I'm basically the same age as uh, Meadow. And like I grew up with Meadow, basically. And I thought I was always so attracted to her. And uh, yeah, so that was fun um, to watch through that. Uh, Liz had seen the first season. But I never watched beyond that. So I've, I've seen more. And a lot of what I didn't watch, I I know what happened. You know, I was mm-hmm. spoiled for. So uh, so that was cool, though. Um, and then uh, I also watched a bit more of The Newsroom. I've started my biannual rewatch of The Newsroom, <laughs> uh, which usually revolves around fraught political times is when I t- turned to the newsroom. So you've been watching it every uh, day for the past four years, then you what you're saying? <laughs> basically, yeah. Um, but I just really enjoy it. It makes me feel happy that at least in my brain, I can pretend there's a place where all the nice things are happening and people are logical. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I also watched a lot more Shit's Creek. I'm almost done with season three. Um I cannot recommend this show enough. Watch it. It's incredible. It's on Netflix and it's just, it's just great. Um, fantastic representation too for, um, for uh, the LGBTQ community, uh, community uh, specifically um, David, the, the son is pan openly pan. And you don't see a lot of pan characters on TV. That's amazing. Usually they'll say bye. Yeah, you know, but it's not really the same thing, right. you know, and so like mm-hmm. there's a bit of a dispute there. So um, that, and then the only other thing I watched on TV was uh, the Chef Show has the new seasons. I can't remember if I talked about this last week. Yeah, you read it out. Yeah, okay, yeah. great. Yeah, I highly recommend watching it. It's still my favorite cooking show, and uh, it just makes me hungry. It makes me want to cook and. Uh, now that I'm in my new place, I can actually cook again. And I've been sitting here thinking about what I want to cook first. Um, nice. and then I had Jack in the box for dinner. So, yeah, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so did I, not that great. Yeah. <laughs> um, other than that, uh, the only other things I wanted to mention is a couple quick YouTube things. Uh, there's a YouTube channel called triple jump, which is a video game based, uh, channel and to be frank it's one of two channels that i rip off the most for our shows so nice. <laughs> um i they directly influence me like I, i've studied them and like how they present to try to work for ours uh but i highly recommend trouble jump they're great and they did a, a a list every video game movie ranked from worst to best and they included animated movies Ooh, okay so hmm. it's an hour and two minutes long Okay. Do you want to guess what the number one video game movie of all time was? 
Number one best or number one worst? Best. According and to it's them? quality, not not. Well, it's 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 their opinion, but also combined with with critic ratings and everything like okay. that. Right. Okay. Uh, but it's not it's not money made. So, if we're going that route, I'm going to say uh, the number one best rated uh, video game movie I think is going to be Pixels. Maybe if we're going <laughs> by like critic scores. Okay. It's actually um okay. So Pixels, what according to the rules, it's not. It has to be a game based or a oh, movie okay. based on based a, on a game. game. Okay, not just a movie yeah. about video games. Okay. Yeah. Right. No, 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 yeah. Um, in that case, then I'm going to change my answer to Sonic, I think. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going okay. to keep it modern as well. I'm going with Detective Pikachu. It was mm. Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so an actual good movie then. <laughs> yeah, thank yeah, God. So, right, right. Yeah. Uh, I remember that uh, Tomb Raider, the remake, mm-hmm. was in the top 10. I don't remember where, but fully deserves it. I loved that movie. Okay. Um, but it was really great. And a lot of them are like Japanese only, like based on some Japanese game. And it's only j- released in Japan. And mm-hmm. it's hilarious because they, they combined all like series as one entrance. Uh-huh. So like all the Resident Evil movies, for instance, were one entrance. Right. And, but like they right. get these like pages of Japanese words they have to read, and you hear them go, ah, "Here we go." <laughs> so it's just really funny. Like, and so uh, that was really a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. Um, I have to know was was Super and, Mario Brothers the worst? No, not oh, even. Really, there's so much worse, dude. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, I mean, there's battle. Yeah. I know, there's battleships a board game, not a better game. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, and then I'm thinking uh, if there was anything else. Um, no, the rest of it would just be podcasts. Um, so yeah, okay. that's everything that I watched. Word, word. All right. What about you, Jose, man? What did you watch this week, Jose? Uh, cool. So uh, just going back to Hellstrom really quick. Um, I actually didn't know. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like a weekly episodic thing. I didn't know the whole season was out. So I'm very oh, excited. Okay. I literally just watched the first episode right kind of before mm-hmm. we started. So and it did mm-hmm. the whole like on the season on uh, coming up on the season, like like the little bits like season for later or scenes for later. Uh, so mm-hmm. I didn't even bother like just kind of keeping going. I just kind of hit circle because I had to set up. Uh, so no, uh, I'm really surprised and happily surprised I get to have uh, watch the rest of it because it did leave me wanting more and obviously like no show's perfect and it was just yeah there was just caretaker is just named caretaker because that's what he is and not so much because Mm -hmm. it's a marvel property and that name kind of holds meaning uh but who knows there's still the rest of the season it was just like wow this is just like an average joe dude so all right they just calling him so far yeah so far but I, I just because everybody, it, it's not even like a, an origin story because like it just has a feeling that everybody knows who 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 they are and where they've come from and what powers they have. Mm-hmm. So the same thing should be said about the caretaker. So that was, that was kind of my only one thing. I was like, I thought that he, they were, he was just kind of hiding it or mm-hmm. something. But again, it's there's still the rest of the season I need to watch. So maybe I'm completely off, and I'll, I'll definitely come back next week uh, to talk about it. Um, Cause yeah, like definitely the sister was definitely like the winner of like the first mm-hmm. uh, of the first episode, um, more so because like again like this is like Demon Hellstrom and I just I don't know it, I guess there's like it's a tricky line to to try to add because like the the Hellstrom like the, the actor he's doing a good job like, I got I don't I don't mind it I, I don't really it's not that I hate it it's not that I don't like it 
it's just it's confident where it needs to be but sometimes it's confident where it's just like it's it's off where i feel like he should just be more it seems like he's just seems like he's more ashamed of the the, the demon side than where he's just like he's the fucking son of satan like he's he should ex- exude confidence because he just has that power and just sometimes like why well, mm-hmm. gotta do this for the greater good and i don't there's something about the attitude where i don't say it's flip-floppy because it's not it's just like i, I feel like he's like he's still trying to, to to hone it in but again i'm still only on the first episode so it could only just get better from here um it was just like my only, my only like little critiques because like i did want to i was really i i am very excited for the show and um and yeah. like, like like you mentioned like during the comic-con panel they really hype up hyped up the mom and those were the scenes i was really excited for and yeah like her voice is kind of going up and down like the way she just kind of shifts and the way she uses like her vocal cords to use it as a demon as a demon t- like, speaking through her sounds really mm-hmm. really fucking cool because then they actually said like that was just all, all her they didn't really embellish her voice a lot or, or anything like that so yeah. her, her doing those voices was really fucking cool i did like that um the scene with the scene with her and the nun mm-hmm. was awesome uh so one of the main characters t-dog is Mm -hmm. is a nun who's basically assigned to damon because he uh exercises demons and she's basically the catholic spy in his like stuff and she finds out that he's able to exercise demons not because he's a priest but because he is a demon basically (laughs) so he can tell them what to do and so she basically does the stupid thing where she decides to confront his demon possessed mother and it's just a really cool traditional demon possessed scene with some really cool like you know typical demon violence things throwing right. people against the wall using telekinesis stuff like that yeah. but it was just done really well oh so. yeah, it gave, yeah it gave, dude, I'm, I'm all about it man dope yeah definitely yeah. pick it up because it gave me the vibe of did you ever see the god i hate this movie because of the ending like, i was literally loving this movie like because it was like everybody was knocking it and then the ending mm-hmm. just happened but t-dog do you remember the movie um a devil inside the one about like the mom being like locked in yeah like, mm-hmm. like and it's Honestly, uh-huh. fucking, I love the fuck out of that movie up until the ending, just because it just yeah, there's yeah. no there's no answer to Not anything. Good. But mm-hmm. but honestly, like all like the hype, it, it, it just it has that like those vibes where that movie was good. Like the, it has mm-hmm. like those same vibes from like when like uh, with those mom scenes. And I'm really excited for where the show can take it with it too. Oh hell yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, after that, uh, so last week I did forget to talk about because I didn't have to write it down. Uh, but I did watch uh <laughs> the fucking South Park pandemic special <laughs> excellent oh yeah oh god that shit was just too much <laughs> Every, the whole shit with randy like oh my god like it, <laughs> his whole attitude about like yeah whatever i just want to sell weed and then like when they're just like tr- when they're finding out like what the cause was and of course like oh it can't be that bad like no problems here we're on the family and of course the cut to his face just being to the fuck oh my god the fucking flashback was so ridiculous I, it was just like I could barely get through it, just like explaining it to Soji the next day because she can't handle South Park because the animation is too much. But <laughs> god damn it, and they level it up with the fucking pangolin, and it was god shit. Pangolin. <laughs> <laughs> um, who was the one that had the crisis? Stan, right? Was he was kind of like blaming it, kind of blaming it on Butters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that whole bit was, was fantastic. Uh, no, good, good, great job on the pandemic special very on brand uh with the guys on south park so cool i guess uh i'll wait till the next one uh what else yeah so I d- that just leaves me with one 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 last thing to talk about the season finale mm-hmm. of lovecraft country the season ah, finale of lovecraft country wow man yeah yeah 
Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like, I had no idea how they were going to end it. Mm-hmm. And I did not see how they ended it. Like, I, I did not predict that happening. Um, I kind of figured some of it would go down the way it did. Um, but I did not see the actual, like, you know, end goal that they achieved happening. Right. And, and I, for the listeners, we're just going to get into spoilers because <laughs> it's a season finale to an amazing yeah. show. That y'all yeah. should have also kept up with it because it's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. And there are important bits mm-hmm. that we're going to spoil. So, yeah, to, uh, keep going, right. T-Dog. Okay. So, uh, we leave, we start where we left off in the last episode. Um, so, when they left off in the last episode, they were, you know, uh, D is still afflicted uh, with the curse that was placed on her by those uh, incredibly, incredibly, incredibly creepy uh, little, little girls that, you know, that stalked her. Ugh. Anyway, even her laying down on the bed doing nothing was just eerie yeah. and fucking scary too. Like, great job! And just how like girls. mangled her arm was, and just oh, oh God. dude, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. So then we we start where they are trying to save her. So they they last episode, um, you know, they they had gotten the book of names and they were you know doing everything they could do to try to save her, and they had everything they need now. Uh, they rush her into the apartment, and uh, you know, all of a sudden, uh, Tig and Lethe just drop. You know, they're, they're, you know, in a trance or just asleep. Nobody knows what's going on. And it turns out that they are taken to uh, almost like a pocket dimension. Um, yeah. We find out that uh, their ancestor that, you know, that originally started this all by, by taking the Book of Names when the uh, Artem uh, mansion had burned down originally uh, had created this pocket house for the ancestors to kind of live in. So it's her, their grandmother, uh, Tick's mom, and, and the whole bloodline, you know, resides in this in this place, right? And they're telling like, hey, you know, take, you know, your blood is going to be the answer. It's going to save us all, blah, blah, blah. And uh, then his, what would it be, his great-grandmother or great-great-grandmother? I think so. Uh, the yeah. One, yeah, the one, the one that had uh, burned to death, unfortunately, in the uh, Oklahoma, uh, you know, uh, tragedy. Uh, then teaches Letty what she needs to read out of the book in order to make all this work. You don't really know what she's teaching her. You just get that she's, you know, teaching her the words. Uh, in the show, they call it the language of Adam. You know, basically the right she has to, uh, you know, encant- the incantation she needs to get all this going, right? And so they wake up uh, from their trance after they learned all of this. Uh, and then, you know, Atticus and, and them uh, start, uh, you know, basically when, when they're done, then D's healed. Um, everything but her arm. So her, if you haven't seen, like in the last episode, uh, where she was touched by those demons, her arm became gnarled and shriveled and everything but the arm heals. Uh, so then... They decide that they have a plan of how they're going to deal with uh, the optuminal, uh, uh what is it, Equinox, right? That uh, yeah. he's going to be sacrificed. Okay. <clears throat> so it, it's going down. So everybody, you know, the whole crew is there. Everybody's, you know, working on this. Everybody has a plan as far as, you know, what they're going to do and how they're going to, you know, beat Christine at her own game and, and just, you know, win the day, basically. And so mm. Letty at some point goes to her sister. And it's like, hey, this is what's going on. They don't want me to tell you this. You're my sister. I need you to be on my side. Um, we basically need, uh, you know, a sample of uh, of uh, Christina's blood if we're going to make this work. And so her sister's like, you know, no, you're just using me again, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm choosing Christina. And then it has a scene where she's with Christina and her and Christina are having a conversation. And, you know, they actually kiss. And this whole time, you know, with, with the transformation they've been doing where they go from being male to female and she goes from white to black or whatever, um, it's always been Christina in the body of the man making love to her uh, as either, you know, a black or a white woman. And at and some then, point they even showed Ruby, like, 
like transforming mid mid uh, mid sex mid sex right and not so, not so much uh, William so yeah this is right, that right. and we went talked about it. I was like does this make her does this make Ruby gay and we we said yes so yeah. finally showing it was actually pretty fucking dope yeah but then <sighs> but then. So they finally have a kissing. Um, you know, you kind of get the idea that Ruby is choosing Christina's side over her sister, and that's mm-hmm. going to be the end of it. So all of them get into Woody, and they're piling up, and they're going to go drive to Artem with their plan in tow. And, you know, Ruby shows up and is like, hey, you know, you're my sister. I choose you, and, like, gives her a vial of, of blood that, you know, she says is Christina's. Uh, and there's actually a really cool moment when they're in the drive. They're all, you know, all of them in Woody. It's, you know, the whole family. Uh, everybody's in the car, and they're driving, and... Um, is what's the name of the song? I'm trying, um, I can't remember the name of the song, but it was. Such I think a it's called Shab- Shaboom or something like that. Anyway, it's an it's an old song, and they're driving, and there's this moment where, like, you know, everybody solemn because they know what's going on. They're going there. Tig's going to potentially die, and everybody has this role they have to play to try to save him. And then, you know, the song comes on the radio, and all of them just start singing. I think it's actually D that starts singing, and then one by one, mm-hmm. everybody in the car starts, you know, getting into it. And by the end of it, uh, they're all, you know, having a great time and singing this song and laughing and having an actual moment of joy, which I thought was a really beautiful little, you know, moment there. Which we didn't really uh, see since like the first episode, and they had like yeah. the, the huge like kind of block party, and it was it was just so right. happy. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it was nice. Like it was, just really it was... Emo- a lot of emotional bits in the season finale. It was, it was, and it was so good to see because it still showed that, like, hey, no matter how much horror we've actually been through here, there's still moments of joy and moments of family that you can actually hold on to, and this is what we're actually fighting for, you know? Yeah. So then you know they get to Artem, uh, they start enacting their plan and get everything in work. And, uh, you know, Tig is going up to the altar where, you know, he promised he would be. Uh, they're getting him prepared. And while he's doing that, everybody is, you know, doing their own thing. So, you know, his, his dad and his aunt and the, uh, you know, his Korean girlfriend uh, are just, you know, walking <laughs> around the, the grounds and just like throwing salt and like, you know, making, you know, sigils and stuff and just getting it ready. And then Lethe and her sister are in the tower, you know, getting their part prepared. And it turns out that it is not, in fact, her sister, but Christina who had figured out that uh, that she was going to betray her, killed her sister, and then took her body, and is basically, you know, what she's been doing the entire time uh, in in her body, acting like her sister. Uh, fight ensues. That thing gets thrown off of a, uh, you know, off the tower, and you oh, assume God she plunges to her death. And like, it's actually was a really cool shot too. Just a shot of her. It was just a close up of her face falling all the way uh, down. From, dude, yeah, yeah, all the way down to the ground. I thought that was a really cool shot. Um, but yeah, so you figure that like he's dead, and then you know she sheds uh, Ruby's skin, and you know becomes Christina again, and now she has a book of names and everything else. And Tig is actually tied up to the altar. Um, her village, I guess, or followers—I don't know what the correct term there would be. Uh, <laughs> you know, capture everyone else. So everybody has failed. The uh, the plan is not going as as uh, planned, and uh, you know Tig is up on the altar, and he's going to die. Everyone else has been captured, and. You know, they, the only person is in there is D, and she is alone in Woody, uh, just reading, I guess, the, the book that Tig's son had written in the future. And so she's reading that, and all of a sudden she starts hearing noises outside, and then here come, you know, the, the Shagas uh, that are, you know, basically going to try to eat her, but saved by Tig Shagath, which just shows up in the, in the nick of time to save her. <laughs> and then we get to the ceremony. Uh, their plan has failed. So Christina slices Tig's arms and he bleeds out. Brutal, dude. Like those, yeah. those, those slashes were just like Ugh. swipe, swipe clean. Like the way they, they mm-hmm. the way they just 
got those like like slits just so perfect and just gushing out. Oh, oh god, you just, just you almost like scratch when I look at it. I know, right? Just like yeah. hold your arms and cringe because it was just brutal too. Oh man, so so Tig bleeds out. Christina performs her uh, her ceremony, and uh, you know he she basically just bla- bathes in his blood. And then as you know she's doing her incantation, you see this big like black funnel raise up you know, to the, to the sky. And then bam, back to Letty. She's alive. She survived the fall somehow. Uh, so she goes out there and, you know, surprises everybody and starts doing her own incantation while, you know, Christina's doing her, her, her spell. And then the, uh, I can't remember her name, but what was the, the Korean girlfriend's name? I can't remember her name. Um, fucking Gia. Gia. Yeah. Yeah, Gia, something like that. Yeah. So then Gia, which, as we all know, is actually a uh, Kumino, which is, you know, the uh, the demon uh, fox with the nine tails, um, remembers the you know prophecy that was told to her by her medicine woman. And so she stands in that black pillar of smoke and then her tails come out. And I'm not quite sure. It doesn't explain how this worked. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tails come out. Tails wrap up Tig and wrap up Christina. And. You know, while uh, Letty is saying her incantation, and then I guess that was sufficient enough to break Christina's spell. Well, because it needed Christina's blood, so the and the, so the only way to get it and to link right. her to Atticus is just mm-hmm. like to literally put a middleman in in between them and t- as okay, t- that makes sense. Okay, so then yeah, so that's what happens, and then next thing you know, uh, huge explosion. Uh, Christina is trapped under, you know, the, uh, rubble or something along those lines. And, you know, it fades to black and all of a sudden fades back in. And we see Christina under this rubble, uh, you know, trying to, you know, say her, her spell to heal herself or whatever. And it's not working. And we see Letty walk up and Letty actually lets her know like, Hey, uh, you know, she basically took magic away from all white people. So. White people can no longer do magic. It belongs solely uh, to them. Which I'm like, holy shit, I didn't even see that being a thing they could do. <laughs> Which, <laughs> in my mind, I was like, okay, is that my conditioning that says that? Because <laughs> that wasn't even something I even, like, fathomed. I was like, holy shit, I need to work on me. You know, kind of had a real self-realization moment there. And then I was just like, holy shit, just like thinking in my mind, like, how, what that means for the world now. Because at this I point, know. that had been denied to everybody, but this, so that group of class of people, and now they no longer have it, um, you know, so then let these saying that it's theirs now, they proclaimed it. Well, so, it was even stated, um, the, the one who George, George's like great, great grandma, um, she said that, yeah. she said that it was stolen from them to begin with. So it was almost like, right. We, we right. Take it back. Yeah, exactly. So then, you know, I, hopefully they, uh, elaborate on that, but you know, I, I, it was, it was dope. So everybody at this point, you know, is figuring, hey, we won the day. So they tried to wake up Tig, uh, but he is actually dead. So he, you know, sacrificed himself, did everything he was supposed to do. And Tig is no longer. And you have this really sad procession of them carrying Tig's body back, you know, to, uh, you know, to the, to Woody to take him home and bury him. And it just gives, uh, he had written a letter for his father. Uh, you know, taking like, hey, I know this is going to happen. Basically, his goodbye. Because Tig mm-hmm. knew that, you know, one way or another, he was going to die. This was his destiny. This is what he had to do to save everybody. And uh, just a letter he did to his dad and just like, uh, straight up tears. Not going to lie, man. This in all the feels. Such a good damn show. And uh, the way I, the one thing I love most was like the progression of 
their relationship between Tig and his father and just how, you know, starts him and Montrose were at each other's throat and hate each other. Episode one. And by this point, you know, their relationship is each other. Yeah, exactly. He understands exactly where his father's coming from. You know, I think that's kind of the journey with every child and their parent. Really. There's a point where you stop looking at your parents as parents and just see them as people. And I thought it was beautiful that, you know, they kind of showed that happening between, you know, these two characters and uh, so good. So good. And so, you know, they're walking back and then all of a sudden we see D walk over the, uh, the rubble uh, towards Christina and Christina's begging <laughs> for help. And, you know, and you see the Shoggoth uh, follow her as well. So apparently she uh, and the Shoggoth are homies now. That's and uh, yeah, oh, so sick. And so she walks up to Christina. And she's like, you know, please help me, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you don't get it. And then takes off her jacket. And we see that D's shriveled up arm has now been replaced with some type of like mechanical uh, steampunk-esque robot arm. So dope. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, holy shit. And then she just uses that to kill basically <laughs> snap Christina's neck. Um, Crushes her neck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like a so gusher. It was awesome. Yeah. And, uh, and that was the thing too, because like at, at one point before before they left on the trip and they had like the whole like the, the sing along part, it was really fucking dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, like she has like a whole moment with Hippolyta and like you you yeah. left me and it's like yeah that's true, but mm-hmm. I literally had to learn who I was so I can be there for you. Like right, George right. is gone, but I it's also, I was always like. I'm literally so much better than dad now. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and before they leave, like Hippolyta shows D like the room and you hear like the sound of like the time machine that she uses. And then it just cuts to them leaving the trip. And the whole time D's just like rocking the jacket and is like, fuck her. I'm mm-hmm. so fucked up up until right. this part. And it's like, she went through and they went on an adventure before going on this one mm-hmm. and just got to learn so many things because that arm is so dope and it's just it leaves again so much to be desired and just i need that explained and i just want two episodes of them being a mother and daughter adventure in the in in the future in sci-fi world and also right just learning all this really cool shit and just like she even like gave her daughter like a modern comic book uh you know that she created because yeah yeah. that was so dope dude like oh dude that was so sick i love that part so much (laughs) Yeah, uh, uh. this little girl's like about ahead of her time with comics, yeah. being like a true or comic artist, and like just, again, like mm-hmm. ahead of her time. And there's like the mom that got to go to the future and then come and learn how to draw and how to make art mm-hmm. to make a comic for her own daughter because her thing. That was so sick. Yeah, was, uh, uh, me up. Um, so dope, so dope. Every single aspect of the show is awesome, and I am so sad it's over. But at the same time, you know, I'm glad that it did so well because it sounds like there's going to be a season two. But yeah. if there isn't, I could be happy with the ending that they get. I know, and it's only because like they really stuck with it, and they told us so many times like Tig has to die, Tig is yeah. gonna die, Tig yeah. has to die for the sacrifice, <laughs> and it's like, but it's a show, and like we want our heroes, and yeah. he's not gonna fucking die they're always gonna find a loophole always mm-hmm. but no the fact that they stuck with it and they just like because you have to give it up fucking jonathan majors was amazing oh, he was dude. awesome uh, amazing in every aspect dude like uh i i can't like i'm so glad that he got to play this role and it's obviously gonna lead to bigger things i mean he's already playing kang in the mcu but allegedly hopefully yeah allegedly allegedly really but he spawned after that all, but yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah he, you need to put him in every movie he did so fucking awesome he just convey emotion so well like and because he'd be given a lot on his plate and yeah. he'd deal with it you could see him struggling with it or just like either walking away from it or owning up to it or dealing with mm-hmm. it 
you just see him just like I don't know the way he would just portray like Tig was just so fucking great. I just, yeah. I just really fell in love with the character, which is why like a, the part where he finds his dad, he says what mm-hmm. he said. They really hurt me because it, it was like I was really hurt. I was really finding him as like the hero of the story, and it's like right, oh, fuck, how could you? <laughs> but <laughs> um, but right. no, Jonathan Majors was fucking awesome. It's sad to see him go, but yeah, I, yeah. honestly though, MVP of the fucking season series is still oh, Journey dude. Smollett. Yeah. Dude. Nethi is a fucking badass. She's amazing. Like, yeah, when they go yeah. through, like, on the elevator and, like, like just, like, the whole scene. Like, yeah, them coming back out or her learning the magic. Mm-hmm. Everything about her was just so cool. Like, her, she didn't stay, like, two-dimensional for too long. She literally got to be her own character. Right, and, like, right. And she was so compelling. Like, everything she got to go through was just, like, I don't know. It was, I just felt a lot of the shit she felt. And it was just, like, it, it, she was just... Again, like, um, what's her name? Journey. She was just, she was just amazing. Yeah. A great, great fucking portrayal of her character as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I love the fact that at no point was she the motivation. She didn't fridge, you know, the, the main character. Like, yes. she was her own character, had her own motivations. And nine times out of ten, she didn't really give a shit about what Tig was trying to do because she was trying to deal with her own shit. And just the fact that, you know, they had this dynamic character that had her own, you know, wants and desires and, like, you know, her own motivation for her life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was her main concern first. And then everyone else came after that. And it just so happened that everyone else is, you know, uh, needs kind of coincided with hers but yeah, yeah man it's so so good like even like i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna rewatch it again and just the fact that every episode she gets more and more badass uh oh, totally yeah 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 so at no cool. point does she, does she ever actually go backwards like the way it takes yeah. like stumble sometimes but it's like the stumble mm-hmm. of a hero but no at no point does she ever just like take a step backwards every single time it's just like what's letty gonna prevail now and everything she's like gets put in her face she's just gonna punch through yeah, uh, which so that's why I talk about that one part because I think that was the one part I I didn't get was her like her bait and switch of dying because in the early episode Christina takes away her invulnerability. Right. When does it get explained that she got it back? It doesn't. She it just she just shows the mark. Yeah. So I'm assuming at some point, perhaps when she was like in the house with the great grandmother or something along the lines, she could have, because basically it's just a spell. So yeah. she could have had, they, more than likely, that spell was probably in the book of uh, names anyway. Yeah. Uh, my so prediction at some point, is, I'm sure she would have been like, yeah. My prediction is Ruby, because the only one that did that spell to begin with was Christina, and the only one closer mm-hmm. was Ruby. And I'm mm-hmm. just going to call, and just to break the fourth wall for the conversation of, of here. Uh, movie trope we haven't seen the body she only said that she did it only to right. only to jab at that lady specifically you know so mm-hmm. and then yeah. again because she, she had to explain uh again in this episode specifically that she's had to keep uh william comatose for them yeah. for her to, to go back and forth so for her to be ruby there's no way she would have done it if she was dead mm-hmm. so and so at that, at that point maybe ruby learned how to do some dope uh subconscious magic and got to send like the spell one last time uh yeah from wherever she's at because i don't want to believe that ruby's gone either like we lost uh, yeah we lost tig there's no fucking way we lost ruby too <laughs> right right i mean we lost uncle george you know the first episode now or second episode and i was already upset about that yeah for uh, sure. yeah so i'm like okay obviously the show isn't scared to kill off people you love mm-hmm. and damn it damn it i love tig so me too <laughs> <laughs> it's like his shirts were just so tight <laughs> beyond that just like as a man like i can be like all right i feel everything you're going through right now like you know you, you want to be the tough guy and all that blah 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 because that's how you're raised but at the same time you're just like damn it this is too 
fucking much emotion for me just to sit here and be stoic. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, hell no. Yeah. Anybody yeah. should be breaking down. If, if nobody did, then that's a person to be fucking worried about. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Uh, yes. Yeah, such a good show, man. I cannot say enough good stuff about this. If you haven't watched it, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Uh, you failed. Uh, <laughs> go back and watch a show. It's, it's that good. You can redeem yourself by watching it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's amazing but yeah. uh but yeah i don't know what else to say it was just a, a great season finale i think out of all episodes because you know we how we kept saying like every episode kept it was like uh, an essence of this uh, of these, these things that we've seen the next episode felt more like this this stuff that we've seen this one just yeah. straight up felt like an actual like tv episode for an actual season right. finale <laughs> an actual like theme because even yeah take, exactly even take at one point says like almost like all the genres like they went through like listening down like we went through this like fucking time travel see monsters and like, yeah like, uh fucking uh magical treasure hunts <laughs> like, like, i like that they actually went through the list of all, all the genres it, it was nice right right i was like yeah you're right you did a lot of shit there dude it's uh it's a lot of stuff uh but yeah that was it for me too okay Cool. So I'll go and end this off here with what I watched this week. So aside from what we've already talked about, uh, the other thing I watched this week uh, was uh, Supernatural has uh, started their second half of their series finale. That was, you know, kind of uh, cut in half there by the uh, the coronavirus. But now there we are episodes. So they've already aired two. And I think there's maybe four episodes left. Um you know, they're, they're great. I mean, it's it's been Monster of the Week episodes here. So what I love most about the show. Um, so I'm digging that. Uh, I'm not quite sure how they're going to end it uh, based on, you know, the current plot where they are trying to kill God. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I watched a movie called Mohawk. Uh, so it was on Shudder. And it was a movie, uh, you know, it was all right. Uh, it was basically about, uh, I think it was based in the Civil War. Uh, where, you know, America, uh, you know, there's a British operative there that, you know, is befriending the Mohawk people. Uh, he is, you know, uh, in love with his uh, sister and kind of alludes to, you know, him probably, you know, being down with the brother as well. Um, and the three of them are just, you know, trying to rally the Mohawk people to fight against the Americans uh, in this, uh, you know, in the in the war. And uh, basically they get caught by American shoulders, uh, soldiers, I'm sorry. And uh, the soldiers kill the brother and then, you know, are hunting down the uh, Mohawk woman and the British guy. And it's basically your, your revenge. So, you know, she uh, they kill the British guy. She you know, is left for dead and then, you know, comes back, you know, from the brink of death to exact revenge. So pretty brutal. Uh, really cool movie. If you get a chance to watch it. Um, I watched the first 10 minutes of Cats because uh, it was on <laughs> HBO. And that's I all I could it. make it through. It, it was <laughs> All I could do, like, okay, I'm not super knowledgeable when it comes to uh, to musicals. I don't hate them. I, I think they're, you know, some are pretty cool. Some are really, really weird. Um, I know nothing of cats other than, you know, the animals. And, you know, I feed them and they're cute and we'll give them head scratches and all that good stuff. And then I don't know if you guys have seen it, but the first opening number, I want to say, is titled after a breed of cats, maybe? What number are you talking about? I'm talking about the very, very opening scene where they throw uh, the bag into the alley and all the cats start surrounding it. And they're like, you know, talking about how these cats, I don't know if they mean cats in general, but they're like, the best way I can describe it is, you know, the, the sharks and jets numbers from West Side Story. Like when you're a jet, you're a jet for life. But it's more like when you're this breed of cat, you are the greatest i don't know like it was more yeah, than my brain yeah, I, know, I know what you're talking about yeah okay okay so i don't know if that term that they're using i can't remember what the name of the term is i should have written it down but it didn't uh i just need to watch my brain a bit but <laughs> they 
You're talking about Jellicle. Jellicles. There you go. There you go. I don't know. Is that yeah. a breed of cat or is that? No, not at all. It's a okay. made up word. Okay. If it, okay. By default in, in cats, if you hear a word and you're like, what is that? It, he made it up. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. so apparently this group of cats are called Jellicles. And it's just a song about how great Jellicles are and how great they've been throughout history. And I was watching. I'm like, all right, I, I, you're, right, I can't do it. Like I got 10 minutes into it. And I'm like, this is as much as my brain can handle for cats. Um, yeah, just everything about it just, you know, ticked my anti-boxes. Like, it would just physically repulse me. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. If it's your thing, then, hey, great. You know, it just wasn't a movie for T-Dog. Uh, so I could not uh, fathom. Uh, I'm sure it's, you know, good in the way that cult movies are good. Where I could see, you know, 20 years from now, people standing in aisles, singing all the, you know, the songs or whatever and doing dance moves. Uh, but it was just more than my little brain could handle. So it may be a, you know, I may be a, you know, a, a Philistine for not being able to, to watch the entire thing, but it was, it was really bad. Like I could not no, it, do it's more. It's just very that. bad. You're, there's nothing wrong with you. Okay. Okay. Everything okay. is wrong with cats. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I started thinking like at some point, like the, the movie, the scene opens with this guy throwing like this, uh, you know, bag, which you assume has a cat inside of it into an alley and then other, you know, cats in the alley, you know, circling the bag. And there's a part where there is, uh, I'm assuming it's a male actor. You can't really tell, but he is basically, you know, asked to the camera walking towards, uh, you know, this, this bag. And I had read somewhere that the original version had their buttholes in it and that somebody had to go mm-hmm. and digitally remove all these buttholes from the movie. So I'm like, this movie actually opened on a cat butthole, which I don't know if I respect or if I am slightly terrified by. So we'll see when they release a butthole cut. We'll, we'll see what happens. People that. want accuracy, dude. Yeah, Liz refuses to watch Cats until there yeah. is a butthole cut. <laughs> okay. So. All right. I'm with Liz. You heard her here first. If there's a butthole cut release, me and Liz will be the first ones to review it. Um, <laughs> and then I have my Shutter Pick of the Week, uh, a movie called Mortuary Collection, which is a new anthology that just came on there mm-hmm. last week. Really, really dope. Um, if you get a chance to watch it, I myself am a sucker for horror anthologies, especially around Halloween. Uh, so it just hits all those buttons. Really, really cool. All the stories are phenomenal. Um, it looks like it had really good uh, production value, too, where you know, a lot of anthologies, you, you might see one or two that may have not necessarily had the same budget as the rest. Uh, but this one, you know, uh, delivered on every single, uh, ra- you know, all five stories. Even the wraparound was dope. So highly recommend that. And then my pick of the week is a movie called Villainous. Have you guys seen this? No, no. Okay, so this is a Korean action movie made back in 2017, and this is in fucking insane. So the best way I can describe it, I don't know if you ever watched uh, Hardcore Harry, you know, that whole first-person mega-violent action. Okay, so it's that mixed with a regular mega-violent, you know, Asian action film. Um, There's some parts where I have no idea how they filmed it. Um, it just must have the best editing in the world. Cause there's literally parts where it'll be like first person, her, you know, stabbing a thousand guys in like a, you know, in a, in a, you know, uh, narrow hallway. And then, you know, she, you know, grabs one guy and grabs him by the necktie and then jumps out of a window. And then, you know, the camera goes from her first person, then wraps around her body to then go to like an over the shoulder third person view. To where you could see like her hang on to this guy's necktie while she dangles outside of this building. And 
it must it has to be an edit is what i'm thinking yeah. like you know it's just a really quick edit between first to third person thing but if it's not then i'd like to believe that they somehow invented this new camera work <laughs> that would just you know revolutionize revolutionize uh, action movies um the story itself is kind of you know uh kind of you heard it before like young girl adopted into an assassin league and then you know her you know taking revenge on who's responsible and just her kicking a lot of ass so if you like mindless action movies this is probably the best one I've seen in a long, long time. Uh, I got it on uh, Apple, uh, you know, on iTunes uh, for like four bucks. So it's a super good steal. Uh, if you get a chance to watch it, it's called The Villainous. And uh, it was made back in 2017. So, yeah, highly recommend that. But that's going to do it for me as far as what I watched this week. Uh, do you guys have anything else you'd like to add? Anything else you need, think we need to speak on before we sign off for the week? Uh, no, I'm in, I'm pretty good. Cool. Oh, yeah, I'm good too. Awesome. Yeah, I'm good too. All right. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us here this week uh, for all of our watches, for binge watching. We appreciate it. We love you. If you'd like to check out our stuff, check us out at geek-network.com uh, or on any social media platform as GN Podcast. Uh, we will have our OnlyFans up and running hopefully soon. So that way, you know, you can uh, contribute uh, financially to, uh, you know, a bunch of sexy dudes. Uh, you know, oiled up doing stuff. I know you want to. Your mom, your mom told me she loved it, and uh, you know, she also said it was a great episode ever. So, but we want to thank you. We love you again. Be kind to each other. Be kind to yourself, and don't do nothing. Do something. This has been a Geek Network.